Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. I'm joined uh, today to talk Falcon and Winter Soldier episode number one. I'm joined by Derek from college. What's up, Derek? Hey, man. How you doing? I I am great. I'm doing well. Just uh, watch some Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I'm excited to talk about episode numero uno. Mm hmm. What did you uh, what did you think? What were your first takeaways from it? Um, I, so I like, so coming off the heels of, uh, WandaVision, um, and sort of readjusting myself to, uh, episodic television, uh, television, because streaming has ruined me. Um, (laughs) I was like the minute, dude, I had the same problem watching this show today. I watched it right before we recorded and I was like, oh, they're going to end it there. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy, I mean, you know, let's not pretend that this is happening in a vacuum. I enjoy right. Marvel stuff. I enjoy these actors. I enjoy just the vibe of, of, of Marvel things at this point. Um, I think this show is going to be very different from WandaVision and that's great. Um, I, I enjoyed this first episode. I, enjoyed it i thought there were some great sequences in it um i'd had a couple uh issues with it um or or um potential fixes maybe or Mm -hmm. just some things on that in regards to that but in terms of the first episode kind of getting us up to speed where um sam wilson and bucky barnes have been and sort of where and not necessarily where they've been but more so like where they are at this point um you know dealing with the events of Endgame and things like that um yeah i thought it was good um i thought there was some really cool um all like right off the bat we're jumping into some very um sort of in-depth looks at these characters that we've never gotten before and so i'm very excited about that so yeah overall i think i i enjoyed it what about you Loved it. Great. Um, I think I agree with you. The One of my notes that I, I actually enjoyed putting down was that this show seems like it's going to have a lot of heart to it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I don't mean that in sort of like an, an earnest like energy level of like, we're going to try and make this work. But like more of like, you know, it's going to put – I think it's it's already putting character motivations for our two main characters in, mm-hmm. in, in setting up sort of – arcs the story arcs that i'm i'm excited to see where they go with it you know yeah i like the fact that bucky's in therapy yeah <laughs> like he would have to be yeah dude is messed up yeah um yeah i like that sam is still going through his one of the things notes that i put down that i think it's interesting i think that sam is searching for what his how he fits into the legacy of captain america Mm-hmm. you know and like his cap gave him the shield and he wanted him to take over you know and it's it's one of those i i feel that it's going to be fun to kind of watch him sort of accept and assume the mantle of mm-hmm. captain america as it goes on um i will say that i enjoyed the fact that the episode just got right to it that yeah. was nice like, uh, yeah i like that and it's not that i had anything against wandavision but it like it took a while to be like okay like this is like i feel like wandavision took a minute to get traction Yes. You know? And this show and but that's just the nature of WandaVision, you know, and it's all intrigue and like mystery. And this show is a hundred percent like you want action, we'll give you action. Like that opening sequence with the 
with the airplane and the helicopters and like the wings. Oh, oh we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get there. <laughs> but like, whoo, it could yep. have ended. My note was like, I have it like timing, like notes, like a free, you know, as I wrote my notes down as I was watching it. And I literally have like, this show could be it. It could be done now and I would be happy. Yeah. One hundred percent. That opening sequence was dope. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. But anyway, yeah, I liked it. I'm excited to see where the show goes. It's giving me a lot of. Um, I've already been a Google a googling away mm-hmm. on some of the minor aspects of the show and stuff like that. So it's been. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. It is. It is going to be fun. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Uh, it looks again like it's going to have a very deliberate pace. Um, mm-hmm. and it's similar to what, um, WandaVision did, but I think they're, they're really trying to utilize the, it seems like they're really trying to utilize the episodic format and kind of take their time and, yeah. and spend some time with the characters. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Very oh, yeah. excited. I like, I didn't, I didn't mind the downtime that we had in this episode, you know? No, no, it felt, it felt right. Like it felt, um, it felt really nice. Um, I and like I mean, it was needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, let's let's jump into the plot because, uh, I, yeah, the, the, everything else I have to st- have to say is much more specific than this. That's kind of so, what I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there too. I'm like, I need to get. I was trying to edit myself while I was talking. Be like, nope, that's too specific. No, that's too specific. Yeah. We can't champ jump in. Um, and then you chastised me about jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I I raked you over the coals. You did, and so I sincerely apologize. But yes, at this point, if you haven't. Like we mm-hmm. always say on our episodes, if you haven't watched what we're about to talk about today, pause the podcast, go watch it, and come back later. Because the last thing I ever want to do is see anybody hit me up on social media and be like, you spoiled it. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I would hate to be the person to spoil oh uh, anything for anyone. Oh, since it uh, came out? I have not been online. Like at all, right? Like, all of my Instagram feed stuff that are like comic books, I'm just zipping right past. I'm like, nope, don't even want to. Like, I don't even want to see a production still. I don't want to see like, I don't want to see anything. I want to go into this completely clean. Exactly. So, I've been um, avoiding noose like a freaking hermit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, all right. Uh, let's get sort of. Let's jump into the plot here. Uh, it's just the plot summary from Wikipedia to help us walk through this. All right, six months after uh, six months after half of all life returned from the blip, let me ask you: How are you feeling about the blip? Like the name, the blip. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. I hate it. <laughs> like I un- unreservedly hate it. I hate the fact that they call it the blip. I mm-hmm. hate the fact that everybody's just supposed to be okay with the fact that it's called the blip. Yeah. Um, I feel like there could have been a better name. I feel like there should be a better name. I feel like I think the internet created the term the snap, and I, I prefer that much better. Oh, it's um, so much better, but it makes sense because yeah. not everybody knows that. Thanos right. Snap. Like that wouldn't be like news. However, right. I agree yeah. with you that snap is a better name for it. Like, yeah, the blip just, is just the blip uh, is fine as a placeholder if it's like Ant Man and the Wasp, right? Where it's like, oh, right. the blip. It's like, oh, it's a goofy franchise, like right. it's the Golden Retriever franchise of the MCU. <laughs> like, of course they're going to use silly terms, like, but when it gets down to like listening, listening to Sam Wilson go, you know, when the blip happened, I'm like, no, I feel like <laughs> at that point a confetti no. cannon, like, <laughs> like every time they say it in a serious moment, it's like, no, it takes, it takes the gravitas out of it because what it does is it doesn't the snap. I feel like has the weight to it that implies yeah. that, oh yeah, half of life in the universe was just gone for five years. Mm-hmm. Whereas 
the blips just like bah, some weird stuff happened but we're fine yeah i don't know where blip came from that's it's such a weird word um what pitch me some replacements What's a better word oh, than blip sweet, that describes? Because, sweet Lord, I was not prepared for this. But well, because we when go. we, when we, because right. just taking from our own history, you know, like when significant things happen in world history, we often the nicknames we give them are often either the date that it happened or the area of the world that it happened in, or like you know what I mean. Like we give it some kind of name. Or, the blip is just I don't know. Or, yeah, you mean something nice and light, like the extreme one that everybody – the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The Holocaust. That event? Yeah. The Holocaust. Like typically if something happens, we tend to name it with something that has the gravity of like what right. it was – like what happened, right? Yeah, and if half of – You don't yeah. look at the term the Holocaust and go, oh, that was a fun time. Even if you have known nothing about it, you don't go, they were having fun. Yeah, you would never call the Holocaust the blip. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so the term the blip – originated in Spider-Man Far From Home okay, and was used to describe both half the population disappearing due to Thanos' snap as well as the resurrection five years later. So the term the blip in the MCU, I think the mm-hmm. snap, the thing is the difference, the snap is the disappearance. The blip is what people use in the MCU to describe the entire time period, the five-year oh. time period from beginning to end. So maybe that's, maybe that's what, you know, why they, why they still use it. Um, yeah, I don't know, I just, man. Yeah, it, I would almost even prefer like the vanishing or like yeah, like I mean, it's already the vanishing's already a show about people that disappeared and then came back and have no memory about where they went. I mm-hmm. think, if I remember correctly, I believe that show is the answer is aliens. Um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. if it's not, it should be. Or um, what if they just called it like, like so when they're referring to the the like the part where like when they're referring to like um the part where the when people came back uh-huh. like so if you're talking about any any point from where everyone returned to on you can call it like after the return you know what i mean uh-huh. cuz i think people would AR. Be, like yeah like <laughs> ar exactly after the return, return or like before the return can mean the period like after the snap and before people came back oh, i'm sorry and then uh, I'm sorry, just, Christian. Christian-based history. We're just going to replace you to do <laughs> BS and AR. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like honestly, if so, if tomorrow um, half of all life on Earth disappeared, in, including animal life, uh, I, we are led to believe, um, and then like I think people would call it the Rapture, honestly, because we have such oh, a absolutely, yeah. Like I think hundred percent people would call it the rapture. Yeah, I think that if if so, if we're going the most realistic from like an American context, like they yes. would have called it the rapture. Even even if people returned at some point five years down the line, they would have still referred to it as the rapture for yeah, sure. But don't you kind of want to be there in the MCU when everybody disappears and people are freaking out about the rapture, and then five years later, like you can sit during five years, like no, no, that's not <laughs> it, and then everybody comes back in five years, like well, don't you look silly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a contingency in our in our society that really wants that to happen. I'm just not sure why. <laughs> yeah, they're like Jones and Hard for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just just basically, I already have one. Like mm-hmm. you asked for synonyms or a different a different term for the word blip. Yeah. I just typed in synonyms for blip, and like already there's one that sounds good. If you called it the echo, yeah, 
That could well, work. Do you remember the echo? It's like, ooh, that sounds intense. Tell me about the echo. What happened then? Yeah. Well, half of life disappeared, and then they came back. Like, well, that must have been harrowing. Like, it was. That's why we call it the echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Blip is just, oh, it just sounds so weird. But anyway. It sounds, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like a little kid. Like, oh, yeah. the blip. And you're like, yeah. yeah, all right, go play. Are you happy now? You good? Exactly. Like, yeah. You well adjusted? You're fine. Go up back. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, feelings about blip aside. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> we're getting real bogged down in that. Today. Yeah. Six months after half of all life returned from the blip, Sam Wilson is sent by the U.S. Air Force to stop a plane hijacking over Tunisia by the terrorist group LAF. Um, with ground support from First Lieutenant Joaquin Torres, Wilson uses his wing pack to fly over the plane and attack the terrorists who are led by uh, Georges Batroc. Oh, Batroc is back, and I am so happy. Yeah, he he is back somehow. Uh, yeah. Well, he, I, so, what happened? To, so he was he he was in uh, Winter the Winter Soldier. Soldier, right? Yeah, he has the awesome like fight in the beginning on the oil tanker with Captain America, where he's like, well, I right. forget what the line is, but basically he's like, "Yeah, look at you. You're so tough with your shield and all your gear and." just takes the shield off his helmet off and he's like fine let's do this it's like yes go get him in that awesome opening sequence where especially mm-hmm. where crossbones where frank grillo soon to be crossbones is the pilot's like did he just jump didn't he did he have a shoot he's like nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like that opening sequence and that fight with batroc in the in the winter soldier might be one of my favorite moments in the mcu for captain america yeah, it's a great sequence. Just watching it's him nuts. just full speed do his thing, silent like special forces move, like by himself, just ziplining dudes like out of the way and using his shield too. I'm sorry, but there's no way he didn't murder those people with that. Oh, they, they're all dead. They're oh, all dead. Every time he hits somebody in the chest, I'm like, he's dead. Like, and anytime he, he throws that shield and it hits someone in the face, I'm like, no, that guy's dead. The fa- or the neck. Like, yeah. You just snapped at, You just created a quadriplegic. Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> You should reduce that guy's quality of life to just not what it was. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not fully equipped to speak on you know the the the, the struggles of the of the quad and paraplegic you know, uh-huh. area of our society. However, what that guy was used to be able to do, he can't do that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. He's gonna have to find a new job. Yep. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So Batroc is back, and Batroc the Leaper is what he's mm-hmm. called in in the comics and his as he is a hand-to-hand combat master and an acrobatics master as well yep and if i remember correctly and i'm gonna look this up i think one of his main weapons is boomerangs which is kind of cool <laughs> yeah I boomerangs like, are I like, like a the good boom a good boomerang in a comic book you know i think boomerangs are the the one like sort of um comic book or cartoon weapon that does not work anything in real life the way it does in oh, movies and tv no 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 no. those things do not transpose weapons like guns sure yeah. captain america shield if vibranium existed i feel like yeah. it would be one for one transition in our reality yeah one thing you don't do you don't bring a boomerang to a fight ever because it's just either gonna yeah. not go the way you want it's gonna fly off it's gonna dog leg right or left or it's just gonna hit the person and it's gonna be like are, are, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. You threw a boomerang at me. Like, I'm not. No. I mean, like, it hurt a little. Yeah, like, I might have a bruise, but that's just yeah. because I bruise easily. Yeah. 
so what you so this opening sequence you, you hinted at it earlier um you enjoyed this this sequence then i the, did the, the plane oh, hijacking sequence it was so good you could end it you could have ended the whole show it would have been like end credits and it would be like tight yeah tight that was good that was good be like do you know the whole runtime of falcon winter soldier was five minutes like yeah best five minutes i've seen so yep. good um i loved it man i love watching sam's moves like the thing the notes i've got dude the wings the way he uses the wings in close quarters combat i was inside yeah. that plane i was like this is sick man yes like it's always great with the shoe but i like that he does it individually now you know like he's got mm-hmm. the both and then like when the one guy started shooting at the um at the you know the jet engine on the back and he turned around and used both and then like towards the end before they all jumped out of the plane Batroc turns around and starts shooting at him and just uses the one i was like this mm-hmm. is so cool like a modular shield system right but also my question is if you have metal wings why didn't he just cut those guys in half yeah so so i think <laughs> so that is a i will admit is a nitpick for me throughout mm-hmm. this whole episode um the, <laughs> it's my they, nitpick with the mcu at large is how they just <laughs> cherry pick when people die and when they don't and when we're supposed to care or not yes and and it's not just a choice that the the editor or the visual effects team is making always sometimes it's like character choices Mm -hmm. like there are scenes where like this both sam and the winter soldier are some against some enemies they will use obviously deadly force and with others they choose to not use deadly force and it seems to happen arbitrarily based on trying to keep a PG-13 rating. You know yes. what I mean? Case in point, right? We as the audience go, oh, there's people on screen. Right. If he sliced them in half with his wings, first yeah. of all, good move, Disney. Like, <laughs> yeah. way, to, way to be. But also, we'd be like, oh, my God. Like, what the heck? Right. But then he's also being chased by missiles and blows up three helicopters full of people. And we're just like, we're fine with that right like and then and yeah let's like point this out <laughs> we're both we're dealing both both individual situations we're still dealing with bad guys the same bad guys <laughs> yeah but like and how we treat them is wildly different yeah and he's working with he's working with the air force which has no the military american military has no problem using deadly force <laughs> and but he shows up to this Hope plane not. hijacking completely unharmed <laughs> Yes. It's just like, why wouldn't you just bring guns and shoot everyone? He had guns. What happened to his guns? I, I don't know. His he doesn't use them anymore, I guess. Like, like machine pistols are super cool, man. This yeah. little like rollout system on his hands where he's like, they're flipping around and like doing all sorts of tricks. I'm like, yeah, buddy, get it. Where are they? See, I would have loved, because you could totally fold that into part of his character's journey is part of him deciding you know sort of tangling with whether or not he's gonna up take up the mantle of of uh captain america is you know uh maybe steve rogers like had an epiphany along his career at some point it was like you know mm-hmm. what i'm not gonna kill any anymore and then maybe that's something that sam is also wrestling with and you can have you can you can and you can sum all that up with a with a throwaway line with like uh that the sam's like boots on the ground friend guy um, oh, I'm sorry. You mean Joaquin Torres? Yes. <laughs> uh, you could have him saying, "Hey, man, you know, you could have just taken a rifle up there, and it could have this all could have been handled very easily." And he's like, "You know, I'm could have cleared that real quick." <laughs> yeah. Then he and then Sam can just say, "You know, you know, uh, a wise friend once told me that you know 
you don't have to kill to be a hero or whatever. You know what I mean? It could be something like that. Yeah. But it, it is just weird where like sometimes he has no problem throwing a guy out of an open plane or like yes. blowing up a helicopter with people in it. And then sometimes he's like, no, nah, I won't kill you. I'll just yeah. I'll just punch you in the face. It's just like, all right. Like, okay, here's the thing. He throws the guy out of the plane, but the dude that has the wingsuit on, he pops his chute. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like stuff like that. It's like, okay, like, like who are you? Are you Batman yeah, or what, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. I feel like if he's going to do it, I still would have liked him to see like if we're going to kill some people, let's just lean into it and kill some people. Like right. have him dive straight down through some dudes like with his wings back. The minute he goes through, he pops them out, severs their like little wingsuit, like, you know, glider sections. And they're just like, ah, and yeah. he's just like, okay, that's done. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, and this is another nitpick. But I, I actually I don't think it's a nitpick. I, I so I will say this, even though I like the setup of, OK, it's a plane hijacking. So, yeah, we'd call in Falcon for that because he's uniquely suited to do that. And I have oh, no problem with extremely that. Extremely uniquely suited for it. Almost <laughs> yeah. like that's the only mission he's good for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but then what I didn't li- and I get why they had the bad guys try to escape with wingsuits so that there's an aerial chase because my, it's cool Asan. <laughs> but my problem is they are severely overestimating the ability of wingsuits uh wingsuit technology versus what we are led to believe the falcon's jetpack wings can do he should be like they should not be able to outrun him at any point there's not a fight <laughs> He has a he jet has engine on his back. And a jetpack. <laughs> yeah, like, come he on, man. He also has an animatronic bird that's somehow, like, linked to his brain neural output. Like, yeah. all of Tony Stark's tech is. Yeah. And he's able to control this thing using his brain or give it commands. And it just does this automatically using its guidance AI system. And he still gets outrun by glide, like glider suits? No, that's not. Yeah, that. like that scene should have lasted 10 seconds. <laughs> they should have jumped out of the plane in their wingsuits. And he's like, are you, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wingsuit. Uh, <laughs> stun everyone. And then like put little tranquilizer darts to shoot <laughs> out of his back and hit everyone. And he's like, what did you guys think was... I have all this Stark technology. What do you guys think you you're doing? Relegate it to over there. I'll jump out of the plane. He goes, huh. Well... <laughs> Hey, Red Wing, go neutralize the situation. Just pulls out a cliff bar, just starts eating it in the plane. Little, yeah, exactly. Like, little AI thing just goes through and destroys everybody. Right. Then he um, comes down and grabs the guy off the back of the last dude as the thing just shoots the dude in the head. And he's like, well, half cliff bar? Right. Sorry, uh, Charlie. Uh, oh, no problem. Charlie's borking. We got we got pets. It's fine. Yeah. Um. um yeah, like I get why – they did the chase with wingsuits. It's just not yes. a very believable chase. Like wingsuits, no. you can go very fast in a wingsuit, but you're a you're just gliding, so you you have no propulsion. And you mean B, like style. yeah, and B, you're not outrunning a jetpack. Come God, on, man. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. When yeah. Jet propulsion in play? Absolutely mm. not. Um, yeah. The only thing that made it believable is like justifiably why they brought helicopter backup. Right. Which leads me to the moment. That got the largest laugh out of me uh-huh. for I don't know any MCU property I've seen lately, 
was the minute they're all in the helicopter and they think he's gone and he just slides into the helicopter. He's like, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty great. (laughs) That was pretty great. I was like, that was good. Then that's the thing that like, I liked about it. And I will say, go back to some positives. We can both agree. The wingsuits, while very cool visually and very cool for like action stuff, they're not very viable in a applicable situation. And so here's another quick fix they could have done. They could have tried to make it, the wingsuits if the wingsuits were a last resort okay mm-hmm. i can buy that sure you know what i mean like they have the, the helicopter show up maybe they try to make it in a mid-air transfer where mm-hmm. like we're just going to transfer you know via this cable between this plane and the helicopter and get out of here but falcon shows up and and mess those plans up to so like all know. right yeah, plan b easily possible to do transfer <laughs> well i don't know maybe it's not I'm a helicopter saying, maybe well, it's a jet or whatever what, i don't know yeah i think it, i think you can do jet to jet now if we have yeah. any military individuals, Air Force specifically or whatever, that might know about this, <laughs> right. please get at me and you can listen at the end for my socials and you can either yell at me or tell me I was right. Because the only reason that I know – I don't think you can do helicopter plane transfers, speed uh-huh. variation, yeah. um, altitude. But I also know, only know this – and I'm saying this from a platform of my 12-year-old self watching Air Force One. Harrison <laughs> right. Ford, yeah. they do a train, a plane to plane transfer on that one, and that's where most of my information is coming from. <laughs> exactly, because I saw that when I was twelve and went, "Nice, I like." Yeah, that. everything I've learned is from '90s movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think I was going to even say if we have, you know, you link this moment. We have Armor Wars coming up, right? Right. Rhodey, mm-hmm. he's there in the first episode. True. Um, the best thing that you can do is give them Stark tech, like give them wingsuits that have been augmented with Stark tech. And then it yeah. just did that just little thing. Then it makes sense. Then you have a little throwaway line where Rhodey was like, how'd you go? And he was like, well, I'm still chasing down some stuff. And then that gives Rhodes the impetus to go into armor wars where he'll be hunting down Stark tech as right. a war machine. Yeah. I think we're, we're heading in that direction. Um, I just think they, they, they didn't want to go there quite yet, but we'll get yeah. into that uh, later on in this episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so um, he's able to fight off the terrorists and rescue Air Force Captain Vassant before they cross into Libyan airspace and create an international incident. Um, on the ground, Torres tells Wilson about another terrorist group that has appeared, the Flag Smashers, who uh, who believe that life was better during the blip. All right, um, so let me ask you two things. Um, do we have any information on who Joaquin Torres is? Is he someone from the comics? Bro, do you honestly think I didn't come here prepared today? Get out of here. <laughs> All right. We're, do- we're done. What'd you find? Uh, so Joaquin Torres actually becomes the Falcon. Oh. <clears throat> when um, when Sam Wilson is uh, is Captain America, uh, but uh, Joaquin Torres is a uh, – he came to uh, – Arizona was six, was abducted by some medical – let's see, where is it? It's a medical group, kind of like – it's an offshoot of Hydra. So deep mm-hmm. science kind of stuff. But right. because he was linked – and this is where it gets weird because this is assuming that Red Wing isn't an AI controlled. It's an actually like psychically linked like Falcon, hmm. which is what the Falcon orig- has had for most of the time that he's – Sam Wilson as the Falcon most of the time has been the Falcon. So Joaquin Torres was turned into – the Falcon. And I use the term turned into specifically because he was used in a hybrid DNA like splicing experiment that oh. used parts of Red Wing, the actual Falcon, 
in the DNA splice. And so what Joaquin Torres has is actual like wings that come out of his arms. Oh, wow. So he's essentially like Angel from the X-Men, but without independent wings coming off his back, they're, they're coming on his right arms. off of his arms. Okay. So he becomes the Falcon. He gets Red Wing. And this is all obviously when Sam Wilson do- has been doing his uh, tenure as uh, Captain America. Okay. Right so on. He's uh, Joaquin Torres is part of Earth 616, which oh, okay. will be good to start noting which Earths we're coming from now that the multiverse is <laughs> yes. heavily starting to become in play because it's going to yeah. be like we could see eight Sam Wilsons in one episode of like or one movie and be like, yeah, I mean, that technically that does make sense. Right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So his he aligns himself with. Um, um, he's the Falcon. His big play part comes when uh, Hydra assumed control of the country. Mm-hmm. He was a big part of the champions with um, other teammates, uh, Ironheart and the Wasp. Okay. So. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, we got a little nod to that. Um, I could totally see him taking up the Falcon mantle um, at some point during this series. Oh, yeah. Um, or beyond. Uh, I, yeah. I will be honest, though. I'm really liking this Falcon-Captain America hybrid we've got going on. I do, yeah. I think it's interesting. Right Not only is it cool, but it just looks really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's intimidating, which is kind of nice. <laughs> like Sam Wilson lands with his wings and stuff and stands up for the shield. Even if you're like a super powered like villain, you should go, Mm-mm, I don't want any of that. Like that dude came to play. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super into that. Um, let me ask you this. Um, so the the two terrorist groups. So we got the LAF um, led by uh, Batroc. Ba- George St. Pierre. Yes, George St. Pierre of MMA fame. He's um, such a good fighter, can yeah. I just say. Like, I love watching that guy's matches. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the – okay, and then the Flag Smashers. Um, what information do we know about the Flag Smashers from comic books? We know a bit. We know a bit, actually. Okay. So uh, Flag Smashers is a variation of uh, a character known as the Flag Smasher. Okay. <clears throat> and I have some theories on this. Okay. So the Flag Smasher um, was uh, – so it's two two fictional supervillains. Um, mm-hmm. He has gone up against primarily Captain America. He's a sort of anti uh, – anti-just country, anarchy essentially. Not to be confused with Captain Anarchy, which is a different variation. But his name is Carl Morgenthau. And then if you do a little bit of digging, and by a little bit of digging, I mean almost none at all, like scratch the surface, um, there is a – excuse me, a character in uh, Falcon Winter Soldier named Carly Morgenthau. So they're basically just taking the name and turning it into a female. Um, mm-hmm. At least for some nod, maybe she's a MacGuffin for somebody larger to be the villain, which I have theories about that. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so essentially what he <clears throat> what he is, he's the son of a wealthy Swiss banker, uh, turned diplomat, burned Switzerland, which also might be the reason burned Switzerland. That's where Baron Zemo's from. Um, so Baron Zemo might be Flag Smasher, uh, might be trying to recreate Hydra. Um, so that might be it. You, or he's funding. Um, so he's part of a society called Ultimatum, which mm-hmm. is um, the underground liberated, totally integrated mobile army to unite mankind. That was a mouthful. Um, so it's basically <laughs> just an anti-nationalistic terrorist organization that just hates all countries, essentially. Gotcha. So at one point... Uh, 
Red Skull had funded Ultimatum. So there's your Hydra connection. So that might be what they're transposing over onto Baron Zemo. Um, but yeah, this guy has kind of mixed he's mixed it up with um a couple of a couple of different different people in the MCU. Uh the second iteration of after the first Flag Smasher was assassinated, we have Guy Theral, which is a Canadian Ultimatum member. Uh, to assume the role uh, during the Civil War story arc, and um, he was opposed to the Super Rights hum- Superhuman Registration Act, mm-hmm. and he tangled with the Runaways a lot. Okay. So yeah, so I mean, he, these guys have tangled with Spider-Man, the Punisher, the Libertines, uh, the Runaways, Falcon, um, all that kind of stuff. So. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. That that's interesting. That uh, this newfound information, I think, is uh, it's going to help formulate some of my theories about where the show is going. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Me too. Okay, let's uh, let's go on with the plot. Um, in Washington D.C., uh, Wilson gives Captain America's shield to the U.S. government for display in a museum exhibit about Steve Rogers. Wilson explains to James Rhodes um, that he feels like it still belongs to Rogers. In Delacroix, Louisiana, Wilson's sister, Sarah, struggles to keep the family fishing business going. He offers to use his status as a famous superhero to help them get a new loan, but they are turned down due to the, due to the business's poor profits and Wilson's lack of income during the five years he was gone. Uh-huh. All right, so um, any thoughts on the the James Rhodes scene or the the family stuff? I like the James Rhodes scene. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was just kind of – I think it was good as sort of just a, hey, Rhodey's going to be around yep. um, because then it clinks to – even if you just put him in this, just that little scene, then when Armor Wars comes around, you can have Sam and, and Winter Soldier connected through Sam, which watching the Winter Soldier fight someone with Stark Tech would be very fun. Mm-hmm. Watching Sam fight someone with Stark Tech – just watching anybody with Stark Tech fight other somebody else with Stark Tech. I just like Stark Tech. It's going to be great. Oh, side note, one of the rumors that's it's a – Rumor, but it's like a Tatiana Maslany has been cast as She-Hulk. Quote rumor, yeah. Unquote where it's true, but it just hasn't been. Uh, Justin Hammer, Sam Rockwell is Justin Hammer. Our boys coming back to play Justin Hammer in the Iron in the Armor Wars against uh, Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna be fun. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I like the scene. I like that it's kind of you know, it's dealing with the whole Steve Rogers left. You mm-hmm. know. Like I like that we're dealing with that, you know, and and Sam's dealing with it in his own way and trying to preserve. Like he's he's just come back after being gone for a while, and so it's it's it was nice to see that scene with his family where he's kind of like, no, no, we're, this is just what we're doing. And, you know, his sister's like, you haven't been here, you don't know what it's like. Like you disappeared, right. like you weren't on vacation, but like you disappeared and then you came back, mm-hmm. and now you're trying to tell me how to live my life. Like, nah. I'm not going to – no, that's not going to happen. I think that was – I like that. I like the pushback because I, mm-hmm. I like it because it adds an actual human interaction because so many times in situations like that when it's the hero, everybody's just fine with the hero telling them what to do. Be like, we're not going to sell the farm. Be like, okay, mm-hmm. you're the hero. I don't have any agency as a character like outside of you, especially when <laughs> right. it comes to like brother-sister, you know, male-female relationships. It's just always like, oh, we're going to do whatever you want to do because you're the main character. Right. So I like the fact there was pushback. Yeah, totally. Let me ask you this, because I think in this particular part of the episode, I think is is where the sort of the themes, uh, at least the themes for um, uh, 
uh, Sam Wilson's arc are starting to show up. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. Was it clear to you why he doesn't feel like like why he didn't pick up the mantle? Like maybe no. why he feels like it, he doesn't deserve it or something like that? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I mean, the only thing that I could think of is that he's such a big fanboy for Steven Steve Rogers and respects right. him so much that he doesn't feel like he's worthy enough to fit in the shoes. But I feel like they need to talk that point up more. Right. Yeah. I feel like that- maybe, and I hate to say this because I like the character of his sister, but I mm-hmm. feel like maybe less time with the sister and more time like him talking to somebody about it. I think right. like would have been more beneficial. And I say, and even, you know, and I say that, like I just said, because I hate it because I like the sister character a lot. Mm -hmm. I like the pushback, you know, or even maybe the two of them have sort of a, you know, like she's like, she, he gave you the shield. Like, why aren't you doing that? And he's like, well, you know, I just don't feel like it's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a conversation there would have probably been good. And maybe that, who knows, maybe that conversation's coming. Yeah. I I almost feel like, not to jump ahead too much, but I almost feel like this episode should have been just... A Sam Wilson episode. I agree. And then the next episode be just a Bucky focused episode. Um, Because I feel like because they had to tie in the Bucky stuff here in a minute, um, I feel like neither story, at least neither establishing story, got enough time to really kind of iron out like where they are in terms of their themes and their arc and stuff like that. Yeah. There wasn't Um, enough room to breathe. Yeah, there was not enough room to breathe because they had to fit in these action sequences. They had to fit in the Bucky stuff. And so I feel like there's there's some themes that I think they're touching on with Sam um, that, that are some really deep themes that I was oh, yeah. kind of surprised that even Marvel was like attempting to kind of like um, to uh, tap into. But like because, you know, there's I, I like the scene um, of them trying to get the loan. I like the idea that yeah. like being a superhero doesn't mean you're just rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good point that I think the show made that I was like, okay, he's like the generosity of other people. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, he has like no income from this. Right. Um, I, yeah, I like that, you know, outside of, be, you know, outside of being an event. And there's some powerful themes in there too, about like success um, and what that looks like in, in fame and stuff like that. And, but how that doesn't equate to, having everything you want in life and, and stuff mm-hmm. being, you know, all your problems being solved. Yeah. I, I like that. Um, I like that even though Sam, you know, Sam Wilson was part of a team that helped save the world. Like he's still just a guy in Louisiana trying to get a bank loan. <laughs> yeah. You have no like employment history. Like, yeah. Five years. He's like, dude, I was gone. Like, <clears throat> right. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked all that stuff. I, yeah, I wish they would have spent a little bit more time establishing why Sam doesn't feel like the shield belongs to him. And and I'm sure they will expound upon that in later episodes. But I feel like it was important to at least establish that right away, at least like on a surface level of why he doesn't feel. Because it's still kind of nebulous. It just seems like... Mm. I don't know if it's that he doesn't feel like he's ready for it or because he feels like it belongs to Steve or, you know what I mean? Like none of that is, is really clear. You know, I just don't think he feels worthy, but I agree with you Mm -hmm. that it's, it's, um, it's unclear, right? Like it's, it's not something that they talk about. I also would say that I think that maybe that conversation is coming down the road because Mm -hmm. Sam doubts himself about his ability to, um, be you know be the next captain america be the good steve rogers kind of character and bucky knew steve from before the super soldier serum you know what i mean so right. who better to kind of validate sam and be like no you're you're good man than like you know Cap's, yeah. you know best friend 
100%. So, yeah, I'm wondering and I'm wondering how much um there how much sort of um conversations about race are going to be in this show or going to be mm-hmm. had in this show. Um because I do think there's an interesting idea there that I think is not made clear in this episode, but I think a lot of people are reading into this episode that may perhaps part of the reason why Sam is unsure about picking up the Captain America mantle is because maybe he doesn't know if America is ready to have a black face carrying that. Um, you know, uh, I think that would be an interesting layer to add to all this. I don't, I don't know how much they're going to get into that, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, that didn't even occur to me. Right. As a character plot motivation. But right. I think that, I think they should play into that. Like yeah. that would be perfect, especially for like what we're doing right now as a country and a society. Like, mm-hmm. dude, do you remember the vitriol and the crap people gave Marvel when they came out with Sam taking up the Captain America mantle? Yeah. Like it was out of control. I'm like, how does this – you're choosing to devote energy to complain about this. <laughs> right. This when there yeah. are literally – all of the other problems that we're experiencing as a society and a planet right now. But right. let's no, but let's focus on this tiny little <laughs> trivial thing about, you know, he can't pick up the he's black. And I'm like, so? <laughs> yeah. You got wings too. You got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why is this an issue? Yeah. So like they're yeah. doing something different. It's the same problem that yeah. when and we'll talk about this down the road when we get to Thor Love and Thunder, but like it's the same problem when like when she took up the hammer. Mm-hmm. Everybody freaked out. And I was like, why? Yeah. Like why? Yeah, you don't like change. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, like you need like nothing change. but change if you don't like change around this around <laughs> stuff like this. Right. So now, if you don't yeah. like change, now if you're a listener out there and you don't like change in your general life, that's fine. I'm not knocking that. I also am somebody who doesn't like change <laughs> in my in my day to day. But like when it comes to comic books, change is a good thing. Right. Put it um, up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that'd be a good motivation where he's just like, it's because I'm black. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, that would definitely be part of, uh, well, you know, of, of a real life experience yeah. like that. And it sure. also would anchor the fact that, you know, him being from Louisiana. Yeah, you know, there's that's a lot a there, factor, which I like the fact that he's from Louisiana. That made me happy. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Shrimp boating. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I believe Anthony Mackie, the actor, is from Louisiana as Is well. He? So that's yeah. I oh, think that's great. Cool. cool. I like um, that. That was probably his personal choice. He was like, let's just do this. I also, <laughs> just as a side note, yeah. can we go back to the shrimp boat for a second? Because I really sure. feel like in the show needs to go back to the shrimp boat at some point. And I uh-huh. just want to see – I want to see Forrest Gump's shrimp boat just go sailing <laughs> by in the background just with with <laughs> a Forrest amazing. Gump lookalike and a Lieutenant Dan. Can we just get that in the background of some <laughs> – just as a nod to some – like I know he's where, – where's Forrest from? Is he Virginia? I I don't know. I'm gonna look that up, but yeah, I feel like it would be great to have a Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump moment. Just slide on by in the background with just the wave, you know? We're like, yeah. hey, how you doing? Like, what's up, Forrest? And he just goes on, and be like, yes, unite those two universes. <laughs> I like yeah. the idea that Forrest Gump exists inside the MCU. That'd be yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, he'd be really old, but yes. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, no, Forrest uh, Gump. No, no, I'm sorry. Forrest Gump is timeless. <laughs> That's true. He's a he's a watcher. Um, Greenbow, right. Alabama. That's where he's from. Greenbow. Greenbow. Oh, yeah. Totally Greenbow. forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, in New York City, um, Bucky Barnes attends government mandated therapy after being pardoned. 
He discusses his attempts to make amends for his time as the brainwashed assassin, known as the Winter Soldier. He has lunch with an old man, Yuri, uh, Yori, excuse me, who convinces Barnes to go on a date with the waitress named Leah. Both Yori that and was L- funny. Yes, that was a great scene. That was a great moment. Yeah, yeah. both both Yori and Leah discuss. Uh, how Yori's son RJ was killed with no explanation. Barnes knows that he killed RJ as a Winter Soldier, but he cannot bring himself to reveal this. He has also been ignoring text messages from Wilson, Sam Wilson. Um, okay, so we get now we're with Bucky. Um, he's in therapy. Um, that scene with his therapist, and then yeah, he goes and meets up with Yori, and they do all of that. What did you think about the the Bucky Barnes stuff so far? I like the Bucky Barnes stuff. I like the therapy uh, moment where it's there. Like, now, granted, he's being a bit of a dick to his therapist, which yes. being some being two people that are currently in therapy and love therapy, <laughs> we yeah. would not advise being a dick to your therapist because they're right. there to help you and you're paying them to help you. So why would you right. pay somebody and be mean to them? Um, he's being a little bit of a pushback, but I, I understand that that's them trying to communicate with like, hey, he's a lone wolf. He's like, he's closed off. It's like, well, right. okay, but like also... After a hundred and what four years, however, however old he is, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't you want some to be able to talk to somebody about all your stuff and have them just go, "Yeah, man, that's insane," <laughs> and like just yeah. validate you as a normal person? Um, no, I like the Bucky stuff. I like the fact that his version of making amends is him taking down every single Hydra agent that's still out there in the government. Right. And that's his. Just like my name, I'm not the Winter Soldier. My name is Bucky Barnes. And this is me making amends. And he gives that shit-eating grin and then just walks away. I was like, yes, this is good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is good. I like it, man. It's it's fun. Um, I want to see more of the winners. So that's the one thing I've always wanted to see more of is I want to see more of what Bucky can do. Yeah. Um, which we'll get there. Obviously, we'll get there. Totally. But, uh, but no, I think it's good, man. I like this kind of doesn't know what to do with himself man out of time you know like it you know he's going through the same thing that all that everything that uh steve rogers did but the problem is that steve rogers didn't lead a second life assassinating people against his will which adds a second layer for bucky's character that i think is going to be fun to watch him fun and interesting to watch him kind of come to terms with that sort of past as we move forward with his character and with sam and all that kind of stuff. Because you want to talk about needless violence. He can just kill everybody. <laughs> right. You put right. Bucky in that plane situation. It's just like, so how long did it take? 30 seconds? And how many shots did you fire? Eight. How many right. men were there? Eight. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was quick. Like, yeah. I do it quick and clean. That's how it yeah. happened. Um, yeah. I, I, um, I feel like Bucky needed his own episode. Um, I feel like there was, there's a lot of heavy lifting that this episode is doing for his character mm-hmm. and a lot of it feels rushed because um, they're, they're hitting so many points. Like the first thing that the, the episode is doing for him is they're like, OK, we got to humanize this character because we haven't really spent a ton of time with him. Yes, we've spent more time with Sam than we have with Bucky. Right. Um, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got to humanize this guy, but we'll do it real quick. And then we got to see that, like, he's tormented by his past. We'll do that with a nightmare. Uh, and then, but that nightmare also holds this reveal that we have later, and and he's dealing with uh, being a man at a time and not knowing how to deal with phones, and it's just a lot <laughs> happening that like Online I dating. feel like yeah he has this old you know he's made friends with the the dad of the the, the guy he killed that, and 
was a great moment personally. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It was, it was like, great. Oh, it's cool. He's got a little like older guy friend. Cause they can kind of identify cause they're, you know, he's older than, than the guy, but like, you know, he's still old, an old man, even though he looks young, you know? So it's like, he can identify with all this. It's like the line that occurred to me when, um, was mm-hmm. it when somebody was like, uh, don't you ever have a social life? He's like, well, when talking to Captain, Captain America, he goes, well, all the guys from my barbershop quartet are dead. So no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, so you have that, but I like the fact, cause you know, there's still an element of like, you know, if he's such a lone wolf, why is he, why is he devoting his time to spending time with this elderly man? And then you see the reason why. And I was like, that's okay. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good, good tie-in. Um, also super rude to walk out on that super cute girl while you're having a date. Right. <laughs> rude. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, put I up with your weird mis- man mystique BS. Yeah. I wonder if this character of Yori is going to be around throughout the season. Um, because I thought it would be nice for, uh, uh, excuse me, Bucky to have someone like that, that he can talk to about being a man out of time or like being like feeling the world has changed around him. I thought it'd even be nice. And I don't know if the show is going to go this way, but I thought it would even be cool to have a point where at, at some point Bucky does tell Yuri that he was the guy oh, who killed RJ. It has to happen. You don't introduce yeah. something like that for a character motivation and not have it pay off. Right. I, I hope so. I hope the show doesn't just like <laughs> forget leave it. it. Yeah. And forget oh, it. I you know, know? I'll be so mad. You need to have that moment. Right. You so have to. I feel like that's going to be the full like healing moment of him telling telling Yuri what happened and mm-hmm. Yuri's response is going to be obviously it'll be a like I'm, I'm sad but I at least what I hope and what I think it'll be is like and I'm sad but you're a completely different person now. Right. Like so go be that person and it's like cool. Right. Now I'm going to go kick ass in the name of justice. Right. Bucky <laughs> exactly. Barnes. Yeah, Bucky Barnes. <laughs> Bucky Barnes <laughs> taking sushi waitresses out out on dates and kicking ass for America. Yep. Or just himself. Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where the Bucky stuff goes. Um, I thought the the one Bucky action sequence we got in this episode, the sort of the dream sequence, I thought that was great. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm excited to see uh, where they go with that character for All sure. All good positive, positive points. I like that it – while we do feel that the episode was rushed, I feel that it laid a really good ground base and workable sort of uh, framework for mm-hmm. the show going forward and i'm excited for it um because totally. i mean i'm not expecting everything to be as high octane as the opening like every episode is high octane as the opening for the show but mm-hmm. um now that we're going to get back to some crazy like wandavision was fine but it was very a thriller stuff which is great don't get me mm-hmm. wrong yeah i think what i did miss was the big fight sequences which yeah it looks like this is what we're gonna they're kind of gonna be like i like that i will say that i like that from the outset this show is very much just like, yeah, this is not WandaVision. Like, right. <laughs> we will be seeing these guys go through and go on missions while they solve, like, you know, stuff. It's like, okay, cool. Like, that's fun. Kind of a, it's a nice little palate cleanser, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, don't have a problem with WandaVision. Yep. Thought it was great, but I want to see, I like what this show has to offer as well. Oh, yeah. Sure. And I think I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. All right. Torres investigates the Flag Smashers and sees a bank robbery in Switzerland perpetrated by a group uh, a group member with superhuman strength. Torres confronts him and is knocked unconscious. He later informs Wilson 
of what he has learned. Wilson then sees a news report of the government announcing a new Captain America giving Rogers shield to John Walker. All right, before we get to that part, um, the bank robbery scene um, with the people who have been recruited uh, to wear these masks so that they blend in, help the bank robbers blend in and make cause chaos, essentially, so that the bank robbers can get away. Um, A menacing flash mob, which technically isn't any flash mob menacing if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's it's all just chaos. <laughs> Whether they're dancing or nerds robbing like a bank. There's <laughs> yeah, weird science fiction nerds like us. Like we're walking through a train station. If everybody's doing the same thing, I'm like, oh, God, the aliens have mind control. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so what did you, what'd you think of that sequence? Um, do you have any theories about the Flag Smashers? I thought it was fine. Yeah. I thought it was like it – was, it was fine. Like it's – Yeah. That's as good as I can give it. I was, I'm not going to be like, it was amazing because it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, fine. Like it was, it was well done, competent. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like, hey, psst, these are the bad guys. You're like, right. okay. But technically, when it comes to now the fact that we know that there are Hydra agents in the country, technically, isn't anybody a bad guy? Um, True. But uh, no, I thought it was fine. Um, I like the fact that we have a little bit of you know the Joaquin Torres's deal. He's like you know in the promise in the beginning. He's like I'm going to be your boots on the ground. Um, so he's still doing that, providing information. Um, I have a couple theories about the Flag Smashers. Okay, what are they? So, a couple of different ways we could do this, and this is only going off of the first episode. Um, I think that either A, very straightforward, we have uh, the gender switch character from the comics to the show um, mm-hmm. who heads up the Flag Smashers. Um, I think either she's going to become Flag Smasher and be a big old, big old deal. Um, mm-hmm. or it is Baron Zemo. It's her running the flag smashers being provided funds and being manipulated and controlled by Baron Zemo and not like mind control, but just manipulated to do what he really using them as like a right wing, you know, a right arm, you know, yeah. sort of ex, you know, to execute his plans. Um, mm-hmm. I also think in a fun twist because flag smasher uses a shield in the comic books mm-hmm. i think it'd be a real fun twist for sam to step up and for the to further the conversation between bucky and sam about who needs to be captain america if we saw u.s agent kind of like all of the in the political we have like the super conservative right-wing you know government mm-hmm. types that we have and the people where it's like a little bit where it's like you know they're inside of our own military um i think it might be cool to see u.s agent step up and become flag smasher Mm-hmm. Where yeah that's like sort of like a fascist representation spinoff of captain america because we see we've seen behind the scenes videos of him using the shield as as a weapon mm-hmm. like and in a more aggressive way than than cap ever has like where he's like i think he like if i remember the video it's like it shows him agent grabbing it two-handed and just smashing it into a dude's face that's on the ground which yeah. cap never would have done if you're down you're down he's not you know what i mean like Obviously, he's kicked you super hard, and he is a super soldier. And your cave, your chest probably cracked open. But like, so you're down for the count. But like, he never really like hit a dude when he's down, which I think would be an interesting sort of spinoff for that. Just to kind of have U.S. Agent be the revealed of being like, you know, like I've been either not not that he's been behind it the whole time, but he's a major cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. You know, worked his way up insidiously inside the American government, inside the military, and then you know they pull the switch and then it's kind of that hydra thing where it's like the calls are coming from the inside inside of the house yeah <laughs> kind of situation so yeah those are kind of my theories about flag smashers and and all that 
Okay. Yeah. Um, my theory is similar. I think there's shades of 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 almost all three of your um your theories there. I think so. I think ultimately Baron Zemo is going to be the big bad of the show. Yeah. And I think he is. So I will agree with you. I think that fl- the the flag smashers terrorist cell or whatever is doing um <clears throat> i think they're doing the bidding of baron zemo mm. um but i think baron zemo is playing both sides i think baron zemo is yeah. also um because you know he's a hydra guy so he also is playing he's also running the hydra cell that is that has influenced and has uh infiltrated the american military industrial complex mm-hmm. and so i think he's behind sort of making sure that there's a, a u.s agent like some you know unstable sort of <clears throat> egotistical guy in mm-hmm. that in the captain america mantle uh and i think he's using i don't think he believes in the same ideology as uh <clears throat> the flag smashers the flag smashers are more about like you know they're anti-nationalism they're anti-patriotism and they think in any sort of you know state-based superpower is a bad thing so they're going to destroy it through acts yeah. of terror i think he is using them and equipping them to be a foe to this new captain america quote unquote and i think he's doing it with the intention that both sides will fail um yes. And I think that's the point he's trying to make ultimately is like no one is safe as long as there are, you know, people running around that we've put all of our trust and hope into their hands, meaning superheroes, that type of thing. And he's and that's the point he's trying to make using this flawed Captain America. Um, and yeah, I, th- I so I think that's what's going on here. And I think uh, um He's going to manipulate. Uh, I think he, he he's counting on U.S. agent being in over his head and doing something stupid, and in all of that, you know what I mean. I think right. he's he's counting on that. So that that's sort of my theory. I think he's pulling the strings on both sides, trying to get the public to see that like, well, no one is safe while our destiny is in the hands of people we can't control, type of thing. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, that's that's where I think the show is headed. Um. You know what the best part is. We're going to find out if we're right or wrong. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Although Um, I have a feeling that you and I are going to have a lot less guesswork to do on this show than we had to do in WandaVision where it was like, anything is possible. I feel like there's a little (laughs) bit more rules to this one that I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't have to like – I don't – I'll put it this way. As much as I love doing it, I don't feel like I'm going to have to do as much prep for this show as I did for WandaVision. (laughs) Right. Right. <laughs> so I did a lot of reading for WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely think this one will be much more um, straightforward in a lot of yeah. ways for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far and I yeah, uh, can't wait to see things, where they go with – yeah. A couple of things before we wrap up on this. Sure. Um, unless you had more to talk about. I feel like we're kind of coming to a – No, I'm, no, I'm yeah. Kind of what um, I have to say. We'll talk about a little bit um, on the Wikipedia page, talking about uh, some quotes from some of the showrunners and the people involved in the shows right now. Is that um, composer Henry Jackman um, was talking about in an interview that saying that the talking about the series and it deals with uh, less comfortable, weighty issues such as what kind of person should hold the shield or how a black man should be should feel about being Captain America. Um, mm-hmm. 
another one of the uh, Shorter Skogland added on the other on the other topic. He's like uh, the hard to talk issues. Says uh, the series explores uh, ideas including those of patriotism and extremism. Asking the questions, he's like, uh, this is kind of what he's talking about. I'm paraphrasing, but he's talking about how like he wanted the show to ask these questions, like who is an American and who gets to decide what principles the country stands for, what compels people to take extreme actions in the name of what they believe is patriotism. Skoglin noted, excuse me, that Captain America has always been used to explore political ideas. Since the character's first comic book in 1941, where he was depicted punching Adolf Hitler, we all know that wonderful cover. Yeah, <laughs> um, I posted every Fourth of July. Uh, <laughs> um, and then Stan said that uh, viewers would be able to. This is now. This is the interesting part. Okay. Said that viewers would be interested. Would be able to compare events in the series to the 2021 storming of the United States Capitol. Although this was unintentional, since the series was written before that event. Which. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm interested to see how much unintentional crossover the show has with what we're going through oh, in our nation pro- right now. Probably a ton. Like, um, maybe they didn't intend for it, but it's just the way it worked out. And I'm like very interested to see how this happens, especially depending on how they phrase certain or like frame certain aspects of our society through the lens of the flag smashers and all that kind of stuff. It's like, hmm. It'll be interesting to see the feedback. I am looking forward to crawling around on the underbelly of the forums on the internet and watching the the people that would be against that kind of bubble and percolate on the uh, on the down low. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, so that was I think that was a very interesting statement to have. So I wonder if there is an actual like scene of them storming the Pentagon or the Capitol building or something like that. Yeah, I wonder. Which um, would I'm, be a great mission to watch Sam and Bucky do, where it's like the U.S. Capitol building is under, like, has been taken. They're like, okay, yeah, <laughs> not for long. Yeah, because it it definitely seems like that's the way that the Flag Smashers operate is by not like necessarily recruiting a bunch of like, you know, paramilitary or whatever, but it's more so like oh. radicalizing r- average people. You would know? it be would it be something like radicalizing average people that don't do all their research and don't really know exactly like all the facts and details before they go spinning wildly out of control based on what two people <laughs> have to say? Something like that. Would it be something like that? Yeah, Leading to perhaps. a monumentous event in our country's history that has never happened before and should never happen again? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Maybe something like that, though? Hmm, quite. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Pinky's out while I sip my tea. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Um, Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and we will keep the uh, episode reviews coming as the the episodes come out. Um, Yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up because we do have another episode to do. But um, Derek, where can people find you on the Internet? You can find me on the Internet at Derek underscore Nickel, D-E-R-E-K underscore N-I-C-K-E-L on Twitter and at Cinephile84, that's at capital C-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-E-8-4 on the Instagrams. All right, great. You can find me at Asan the DJ across social media. That's at A-H-S-O-H in the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com or wherever you find your podcast normally. Um, Derek, thank you so much for joining me, and we will see y'all next week.